Hey there, chatters. I'm Nat. And I'm Kat. And welcome to the Crime Chat. I am your forensic femme fatale. It says so on my cup. Yes. <laughs> and Natalie is your true crime addict connoisseur. We're just two normal girls who obsess about dark crimes, evil minds, and occasionally the unknown. Mmm. Here's your disclaimer, chatters. The following crime chat contains adult content and descriptions of violent scenarios today, spooky scenarios oh. today. Ugh, your listener discretion is advised. You have been warned, and before we get into today's crime chat, Kat, what have you done? Just got back from a cruise, what? a Caribbean cruise. How was it? Uh, it was amazing. It was gorgeous. Great weather. <laughs> we The only rain we had is when we left Fort Lauderdale, and then when we got back from Fort Lauderdale, <laughs> we were able to avoid rain, you know, and all the other different ports and everything. Mm-hmm. We went to Bahamas. Turks and Caicos, Grand Cayman, and Jamaica. Nice. And I, I watched. I saw all your pictures that you posted. They're beautiful, yeah. absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. We got to go scuba diving in Grand Cayman. It was so much fun. Oh, we haven't we haven't done because it it's been cold. Obviously, mm. haven't had a uh, nice warm water to scuba dive in. I'm not that dedicated. <laughs> well, those to but those scuba outfits like aren't they supposed to like keep you warm? So there's wetsuits and there's different like si- like levels of wetsuits, like thickness of it. Okay, okay. But there's also something called a dry suit, which when you get in it, it seals you in so you don't get wet at all. And that actually helps. My husband has a dry suit, but mm. it, it's expensive, but it's like he, he's not certified it to use it yet. He probably could have used it, but he's waiting to get certified in it in order to be able to do it. Nice. You, you want to hear but, something crazy? The yeah. The... The person that I'm dating, uh, it was a deep sea diver for the Navy. Mm-hmm. And he has his helmet that he would use. Yeah. Well, not, not the actual helmet from the Navy, but like it, like the same helmet. Yeah, yeah. These things are huge and heavy yeah. and a big metal thing yeah. you put on. And I'm like, how? It just, I, I don't know. It just seems well, very I, I mean, comfortable. it's probably 60, 70 pounds once you have the tank on, like once you have everything on. But when you're in the water, you're weightless. That's true. So, I think about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we got to see Stingray Murray Eel. It was a gorgeous, beautiful, bright green Murray Eel. It's like six foot long. Mm-hmm. A barracuda. Got to see a nurse shark. Got to see some wild animals in the ocean so it was great it was, yeah it was so cool and then in jamaica that is inspiring this week's story so i know i said last week we were going to double up on another robert hansen right we were going to yes. talk about this week we're the fbi robert hansen the spy yes. mm-hmm. but because of my stop in jamaica and one of the excursions that we went on i changed it for this week because it's so cool that i had to talk about it but don't fear chatters nat we will get to Robert Hansen, the spy, okay. coming soon. So okay. So now, did when you, did you find out about this story while you were in Jamaica, or did you yeah. know about it before you went? So we booked the excursion. I didn't know anything about it at all, mm-hmm. and my husband knew about it. Like he was kind of interested in it, and I was like, okay, yeah, cool. But when we actually got through and went on the tour of the, if you're watching on the video, it's the building behind me. It's called Rose Hall. In Montego Bay, Jamaica, mm-hmm. I was like, I got to do this story. It was it could, we were sitting there, we were googling it like afterwards and trying to, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna do this story. <laughs> yes, Cat is coming from you live from front of the house, and I'm I'm in like a scary hallway in the house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but other than that, um, we got back from our vacation, and uh, our septic tank was blocked, and there was water everywhere, so it was pretty oh. shitty. Pun intended. I will say it was clean water. It wasn't shit water, but <laughs> two of our three toilets were flooding. Couldn't shower, but it was a nightmare. It took about two days through our home warranty company, but finally got it fixed. I took the best hot water shower last night. It was amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah. But that a fun way to come home from vacation. It always seems like something happens, right? <laughs> of course. Of course. And you also have company, right? While they well, while you were away, they were over your house? No. So they went with us. Oh, oh, on the cruise and then they when we came back and i took them to the airport yesterday so they're not here anymore they didn't get to see they didn't get to shower (laughs) while they were staying with us (laughs) showered when they got home i'm like i'm so sorry and you know like oh should we go stay at a hotel and i was like that's up to you i don't know how long this is gonna take you know i don't want to put you out 
right but, yeah it's not, and, not something you plan i mean you don't right plan i'm just glad that. we have a six foot privacy fence fence so i could go pee outside <laughs> a litter box <laughs> um I know. So a couple things to follow up from the last episode we talked about. There was a movie that I couldn't remember uh, the name of, but it was a series. It was like a, a vengeance type of movie. Do you remember? We kind of talked about that. I couldn't remember it, but it was it was a three movie series called I Spit on Your Grave. That sounds familiar. I think I may have seen that. I think I may have seen It's older, right? It's not new. Yeah, okay. yeah it's, it's older. So she gets... She goes on this vacation, she gets raped, and then as a vengeance, starts killing all the people that were gang raping her, and then uh-huh. there's a, a second movie and then a third movie. So we have actually have all three of them, and I said something to my husband, and I was like, oh, we were recording, and I couldn't remember what it was, and he's like, oh, I don't remember what it is either. We literally went over to, like, our little DVD stack, yeah. walking, going through, going, <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> That's kind of what I've been up to. What about you? I haven't really been up to anything. I have been binge wa- uh, watching the Murdoch case. Oh, yes. Did you see our comment from our chatter, Debbie? We were talking about that on the Facebook, and that's something that I have been was thinking about doing because he's here. He's in South Carolina. So yeah. once everything kind of gets through, I think that'd be a good uh, crime chat to do. Yeah, yeah. How is it? It's good. It's good. Like, it's, I don't know. They've gotten so good at kind of filming this stuff. I was going to say entertaining when there's cameras in the courtroom kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I just play it, like, as just white noise in the background. I don't know. Did you finish Ozark? I did. What did you think about Ruth? I love Ruth. Yeah. I I mean, (laughs) I totally feel bad for what happened to her. Yeah. But I don't think she's dead. You don't? No, I, I think she was prepared for that for, for running. I think she had a a, a jacket on. Yeah, okay. Because the bullet, they really, they really like focused on the bullet hitting a certain spot. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, she had, she had a jacket on. Like oh. I know it. Like I'm just thinking, like she had some some type of vest underneath there. And I think she's, I think she's alive. I so mean, they, I do agree. I think she knew it was coming. Yeah. Right. She was trying to get the hell out of Dodge before they came for her. But I don't know. But it just doesn't make any sense for her. She's been prepared and ahead of the curve this entire time. Like, it just doesn't make any sense why this lady would get the best of her. No, Mm -mm. not a Ruth. You don't get the best of Ruth. (laughs) I don't know. Well, before we get into your story, I know you went to Jamaica. And Mm -hmm. I know you said I wasn't allowed to look at your story today. No. I I said you cannot look at it. You can't research it. Like, legit. Like, she was like, do not, do not. And I'm like, all right, no problem. But then I honestly thought it was a person. When you said the the title, I'm like, oh, it's a person or a killer. I had no idea it was a Well, location. it kind of is, but I'll explain it. Okay. What it is. Okay. <laughs> what all right. they are. So I figured I would go into some of the crime rates in the Caribbean. Okay. Of course, Jamaica is going to be part of that, but Mm -hmm. and give a little bit of highlight. But you know what? I mean, I I, this list could have been like a list of 10. I broke it down to six. Okay. All right. So uh, Jamaica is an island located in the Caribbean Sea Mm -hmm. since gaining their independence from the UK in 1962. The country has grown to a population of 2.8 million. Mm -hmm. The flag has the green at the top with the black at the bottom with Mm -hmm. the gold X. Mm-hmm. And I actually have uh, the meaning behind the flag. It says that the Jamaican national flag means the sun shineth, the land is green, the people are strong and creative, the color green represents hope, and Jamaica's abundance of agricultural resources. Mm-hmm. Gold is associated with the natural beauty of the sunlight and the wealth of the country. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so nice. That's yeah. so pretty. Yeah. Um, so we think of the Caribbean, we think of the sun, we think of the beach, we think of the clear blue water. The most exotic and beautiful sites on earth yeah. are hidden in the islands of the Caribbean. Yep. Nonetheless, we still can find crime, civil unrest, political corruption, controversy, <laughs> and poverty. Can't escape it. Mm-hmm. No plan. I mean, no country on the planet is completely devoid of crime and potential danger. These are the top six of the most dangerous places in the Caribbean. Are you ready? You may have visited like all of these already. Possibly, possibly. Yeah. We'll see. 
Okay, so now the, the homicide rate is calculated by the number of murders per, per 100,000 people. Mm-hmm. Okay, so number six, we have the island of Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been there? Yes. You have? Yes. <laughs> for, for work or pleasure? Like pleasure. For, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Despite being the unincorporated territory of the United States, Puerto Rico is a Caribbean island. The island is on the list due to its enduring struggle with crime and political corruption. Mm-hmm. A cycle of violence has been increasing in organized crime, drug trade, illegal government involvement, mm-hmm. um, and the most recent figures of the country's homicide rate is 18.5, which means there was, so there was 529 homicides to the population of 3.3 million. Okay. So that's so bad, but yeah, okay. It's, it's up there. Okay. Number five, we have the Taurus Giants in the Caribbean, which is the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. Have you been there? Oh yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was just there. (laughs) I actually went to Puerto Rico in November and then and Bahamas in November, and then we were one of our stops on this last cruise was the Bahamas, but it was the private island that the cruise ship owned. So we didn't. Okay. I have been to Nassau, Nassau before. I've done like an island tour and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this time it was the the private island. Okay. In general, the Bahamas is considered a safe place, but the country still experiences enough crime to put it on the list. Mm -hmm. There has been increased crime and violence in certain particular places, such as the capital city in Nassau that you went to. Mm -hmm. The homicide rate in the Bahamas is 31.96, which equates to 122 murders per 100,000 people. Mm-hmm. The number of violent crimes increased in the capital city of Nassau. The city also mm-hmm. increased its security, I guess, because of all the tourists. Mm-hmm. And it has been on the decline since 2015. So, at a boy, Nassau, at yeah, a boy, yeah. yeah. boy girl. Didn't uh, Anna Nicole Smith died there? Did she? I think so, in Nassau. And then Aaliyah, she left from Nassau in a private plane when it went down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been celebs that. related to mm-hmm. Nassau. I love Aaliyah. Me too. She's my fave. I saw her in concert. I know. <laughs> caveat i saw Did her in concert really? growing up you know in florida whatever your senior trip is called grad night and you go to disney world and they shut down mm-hmm. the park and like mm-hmm. all these seniors from various different schools within florida you know, go to the grad night or whatever. And it's usually like loaded with all different kinds of artists. So I did get to see her perform. So that was, I graduated in 97. So I got to see her perform in 97. I was all about it. She was always my favorite. I cried when she died. Her life was just crazy. Yeah. Son of a bitch. We should do it. We should do one on her. I, well, yeah, actually, I was just about to say that. Or mm. R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should do. A one part Aaliyah, next part R. Kelly. Kelly. Were they Who do you want to do? Did they actually get married? Aww. Well, technically, legally, he was not. No, he. they lied on yeah. her birth certificate. So technically, yeah. they were never married, but he didn't. That didn't stop him. But anyway. Yeah, he didn't stop him from anything. Uh, okay, so number <laughs> four. <laughs> Ghana. Crime levels are relatively higher overall when compared to the rest of the Caribbean. There are regular and armed violent robberies against mm-hmm. businesses and individuals. Actually, I know uh, a couple of my friends came from Ghana, and they have family there, and they actually own homes there. Mm. And they said this to me where one of them was like, yeah, my, my home gets broken in all the time. Wow. I'm not there. She, helped, she owns a beautiful home because, I guess, she, you know, she works here, and she sends a lot of money back, but she wants to retire in Ghana. Mm-hmm. But she said, she goes, yeah, no, like, my home gets broken in all the time. Yeah. Wow. So it's, it's a regular thing. So never been the, there. Ghana. Yeah. I heard, it's, I heard from what my friends, my girlfriend says absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. People are beautiful. It's a really beautiful place, but they're, you know, but the country's homicide rate is currently sitting at 20 mm-hmm. with 157 murders recorded for its 790,000 residents. So that's not that big of a place. You want to talk about millions. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, next on the list, number three, is the island of St. Lucia. Have you been there? Nope. I've been to St. Lucia. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> when it comes to crime, St. Lucia doesn't really come up in your mind as yeah. being a place of high crime. However, yeah. while the tourist areas are pretty safe, outside of these areas into the country, there are a lot more incidences of crime, including murder, armed robbery, and sexual assault. Mm. The country saw a homicide rate of 21.4 out of 100,000 people. Okay. All right. So... 
Next one, Belize. Hmm. Have you ever been there? No, 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 I haven't. But my uh, my husband's father actually lived in Belize for several years. Did he like it? Yeah, yeah. I've heard a lot of good things about Belize. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, Belize has seen an increase in incidents of violent crimes, criminal gangs that have also been known to operate in the dense forested areas of Belize, mm -hmm. uh, particularly the border around Guatemala. Mm -hmm. The country's most recent homicide rate stood at about 25.7, which is about 102 murders for the year of the, in 2020. Okay. And before we get to number one, I do have a worthy mention here. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is, this is number two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so the islands of St. Vincent and the Grenadines have been there. Nope. Oh, gosh, three places. Three <laughs> places you gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> or do I? Do I want to? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, all of these, all of these, like I said, in every one, the tourist areas are safe. Sure. It really is in the outskirts. Well, and I've, se I've seen that, like, if you go, uh, like, for Honduras, we went to Central America, we went to Honduras last summer, mm -hmm. and they have armed guards, like, in the resort-type areas. Or if you think of, like, when we were driving in Jamaica and we were going to, to where Rose Hall was, we passed mm -hmm. to Sandals and other, a couple other resorts, and they're all, like, armed, yeah. they're protected. So, like, you really don't have to leave the resort if you don't want to no no i i went to the ochos rios one in jamaica yeah yeah mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i didn't leave the resort yeah yeah i didn't need to like it was it was everything is there. everything like yeah. it was it was amazing so now the country last reported the homicide rate as being 36.5 per hundred thousand people which is a lot yeah. now this equates to 40 homicides with a population only of 111,000 people well yeah that's pretty high that is pretty high. Yeah. All right. Now, number one, the most dangerous Caribbean country, we have Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> now, while Jamaica remains one of the most popular destinations for travel, it is extremely important to take care when visiting the country. Mm -hmm. Jamaica has ranked way ahead the rest of the parts of the Caribbean in terms of the homicide rate. So with the reported 43.85 killings per 100,000 people, that is 1,287 murders in one year. Wow. That's a whole lot of murder. That's a lot. I think that's actually, that. I think that's higher than Alaska. We talked about the Alaska last week. Well, they're actually, I, I want to say they're number two. And I, number one is, I don't, I, I could be wrong, but I want to say I saw Scotland. Was, I uh, could be wrong though. I could be wrong. Like, but, like worldwide. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know what year. So I, I don't okay. know what, you know, so I don't want to like put that out there. But all right. But you know what? The good news is, is that the touristy areas, like I said before, of the country mm -hmm. are safe. Mm -hmm. And majority of people in Jamaica are super, super nice. And they're yeah. genuinely nice. Yeah. And remember, their country motto is, so don't worry, be happy. Yes, it is. Yeah, so that's my, so I hope that leads into your story a little bit. I'm, real, it does. I'm really curious about. Yeah, it kind of brings like a, a picture into it. So we, whenever we've gone to Jamaica, we've been there, I think, let me think, one, two, that was our fourth time to Jamaica. Three of the times we've ported at Ochos Rios. And then this last time we ported at Falmouth, okay. which isn't too far. I guess it's like a 45 minute drive-ish. It's kind of cool. I like, I like taking the excursion when we went to Rolls Hall because they're given the history of Jamaica. Mm -hmm. Usain Bolt, do you remember him? The fastest runner oh, in yes. the world? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. So he was from there. We drove past his high school and we um they had a monument in in one of the main areas that got a picture of like his monument and everything <gasps> like that. It was actually really cool. Oh my god, that is amazing. But that's a little bit of the lighter side. We're gonna talk a little bit of the darker side uh, uh, of Jamaica and some of that uh, history. Mm -hmm. So are you ready for the story? Yes. Okay. <laughs> It'll be fun because okay. it pretty much fits all of our slogans with dark crimes, evil <gasps> minds, and definitely a bit of the unknown. We're touching on all of it. Occasionally down the hallway. And down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> you might get a tap on your shoulder. <laughs> I mean, she's gonna be looking behind her the whole time. Uh, in reality, it's a green screen, so <laughs> I'll let you know if I see one. Okay. 
Help me. Okay, go ahead. So have you ever heard of the White Witch of Rose Hall? No, but I I just, I, I can see where you're going with this and I love it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so Rose Hall. It is, if you're watching in the video on our Patreon, it is the building that is behind me. Yeah. It can be found in Montego Bay, Jamaica, in which, and I mentioned Jamaica was one of the ports that we stopped at on our cruise. Mm-hmm. We did a tour of Rose Hall and found out about this horrific story behind it. But is it real? Is it fake? Chatters, listen maybe. to the story. Let us know what you think. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> maybe. First, I'm going to describe, I'll start my first part. I'm going to talk about Rose Hall itself, the, the building. Okay. As much detail as possible, I'm going to try and paint a picture for you. I'm going to try and put you there. So uh, just a quick question. Did you go inside this place? Yes. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Sure did. <laughs> uh, went, uh, and I'll, I'll talk about the different levels and everything in different rooms. Okay. So Rose Hall is a mansion. If you see it, you can see it behind me. It is a mansion. It's huge. It's gorgeous. It dates back to the 1700s. Built as a Jamaican Jajorian style home, it sits high on a hillside with an amazing, I mean, absolutely gorgeous panoramic view of the Caribbean Sea. Like you, you see the steps. It is gorgeous. Yeah. It's- yeah. And from that door that's in the front, it's just, you look out and it's just this, all you see is ocean. It's absolutely stunning. The Georgian structures have a tendency to be symmetrical and resemble a simplistic Greco-Roman type of architecture uh-huh. using wood or stucco into the actual overall construction. The 290 acres of Rose Hall originally, the, it was only 290 acres, was purchased by a gentleman named Henry Fanning for 3,000 pounds. You mentioned that it was owned by the UK uh-huh. up until the 1960s, uh-huh. right? So it was purchased in 1742. Henry named the sugarcane plantation after his wife, Rosa Kelly. They married in the same year, 1742. However, Henry died soon after they got married and Rosa inherited the property. Shortly after, Rosa remarried a gentleman named George Ash, a local plantation owner who invested 30,000 pounds into the lavishly decorated estate. Now, some say, and I saw... I want to say originally when we did the tour, uh-huh. we were told George was the first owner. But on the research that I did, it, it showed Henry was the first owner. He, he didn't last long. And George ended up actually building the actual structure. Okay. So it, it was a little kind of contradictory. Um, the tour guide said it was George. Either way, the state is named after Rosa, who was married to both Henry and George. She... Oh, okay. Not at the same time. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, Henry probably purchased the property and then said, I'm going to build this beautiful building for you and I'm going to name it after you, my lovely darling. Right. He croaks. She remarries George. George actually builds it. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So George died, husband number two dies, in 1752, and Rosa remarries again for a third time in 1753 to a gentleman named Norwood Witter. After Norwood died in 1765, (laughs) she went on to husband number four, John Palmer, in 1767, who joined his own plantation. He had a plantation called Palmyra, so he had joined the Rose Hall, I guess, property with his own property, Palmyra, Mm -hmm. and finished the home of Rose Hall, increasing the overall property size to 12 150 acres. The property's primary purpose at the time was to harvest sugarcane, and they had up to 2,000 slaves working there at one point. Servants, slaves, working in the sugarcane fields and everything. So Rosa died in 1790. She left the property to her husband, John. When John died in 1797, he left the estate to two sons, John and James Palmer. Unfortunately, both of them were childless, and they both died in the same year of 1818. The land was then left to John Palmer's grandnephew, John Rose Palmer. Okay. I know. You're going to need a family tree here, right? (laughs) John Rose Palmer came to Jamaica from England and claimed the estate in March of 1820, wherein he met and married Anne Mary Patterson. Now, as you enter the home from the main entryway facing the ocean, there's a large ballroom where guests would socialize, dance. This kind of would be their their main entertainment area. Uh With no power at the time, of course, the room was lit by candles. The main chandelier had a French influence with... The walls were absolutely stunning. They were satin lined. They were actually fabric walls. Mm -hmm. Like, like, you know, it wasn't wallpaper. It was actually fabric, embroidered fabric on the walls. It was absolutely stunning. That's like royalty right there. Yes. So also on the first floor is the library. This is where the most occupied room was in the house because it's where a lot of the sugarcane business 
talks and discussions and that kind of thing were handled. Uh-huh. And in there, there is an original portrait of Rosa, the first mistress of Rose Hall. There's a mahogany chair that's really cool that when it's unfolded, it makes a staircase that goes up to like the bookcase like that you couldn't reach. So it's like you have to, I, really I, I couldn't cool. find a picture of it, but it was like really, really cool. And I should have taken a picture, but I didn't. <laughs> but it was really cool. So the chair just like unfolds into this like staircase. And now from what I understand, most like the average height was about four foot 11, five foot at the time. So people were a little bit shorter. Uh-huh. Still on the first floor, on the other side of the house from the library was the main formal dining room where guests would sit and have dinner And while they were staying in the home. There was a gorgeous mahogany and glass cabinet that had 18th century china dishes inside of it, like original. Wow. It was beautiful. There was also a Sheraton sideboard with a Sheraton knife box. And I've never seen a knife box like this before. Uh-huh. It reminded me of an egg. Oh. And it, the, the top came up and the knives would go inside and the, the one that was there held 17 knives mm-hmm. and when it's closed it, it locked and they intentionally locked it because they didn't want the slaves to get to it <laughs> yeah, they kill them yeah yeah kill them or run away or whatever were you allowed to take any pictures i was but i was really shitty and didn't take a whole lot of pictures okay i was like just enthralled by everything <laughs> when i was there <laughs> So there was also in the dining room an original portrait of King Louis, the King of France, who was beheaded with Marie Antoinette. Mm-hmm. So cool. Okay, so first floor still, but kind of towards the back of the home. So when you walk in, it's that big entertaining ballroom. Uh-huh. To the right was a library. To the left was the formal dining room. And then there was like another room in the back, kind of going out towards the back door. And this was like, they called it the lower gallery. It's like a reception hall kind of area. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the door opened up to the backyard. And this is kind of a way out to the sugarcane fields when there were like events or guests that were in the home the servants would use that back door and bring to bring in the food because the kitchen wasn't inside the house it was outside of the house because they didn't want if the kitchen were to, was to catch on fire they didn't want it to burn the whole house down it was actually exterior wow located on a wall inside the gallery was a portrait believed to have been annie palmer this is john palmer's wife uh-huh. john rose palmer i should say the the grand nephew uh, she's so it's believed to be her and there's five unidentified children in the portrait with her but I'm going to talk more about that portrait later okay so put a nugget in mm-hmm. underneath the staircase was a secret pa- passageway there was a door that kind of went down and it went from the home all the way out to the seashore at one point during the early 2000s during kind of one of the investigations into this home's history the passageway to the sea actually collapsed and it's no longer in use but going in there there's also stairs that kind of go down to the basement and I'll get to the basement here in a minute okay the morning room is just off of this lower gallery area Mm -hmm. it's like a breakfast room so when no guests were in the house this is kind of where they would eat breakfast it was more of like an informal kind of eating area smaller table that kind of thing there was a wash area where the family would kind of like wash up before meals you know those like just kind of a sink but there's no plumbing right Mm -hmm. it's just a bowl so to get water into this area there was a brass bucket and enslaved children would be the ones to go fetch the water and bring it back the bucket itself weighed a good 15 pounds and that's without any water in it they let us pick it up and hold it oh and my just to god kind of, and it was like oh my god can you imagine like the kids would be like lifting and be super strong carrying this water back and forth and i don't they didn't really say like where they had to go get the water from yeah but it, i mean the bucket emptied was like a good 15 pounds at least oh okay so going up to the staircase into the second floor were the bedrooms now someone died in four of the five bedrooms upstairs <laughs> annie and her three husbands the fifth room was a guest room and it was considered like quote unquote the safest room in the house because nobody died in there uh-huh. there were portraits on the walls in all of the bedrooms kind of all around but nobody knows who they are like they're not claimed to have been known to be anybody it's just like these random portraits in all the rooms so annie had yes. three three husbands okay yeah, well, I'll talk about Annie. I'm going to talk about Annie and all her hubbies. Okay. Off of Annie's bedroom was a sitting room or a tea room, like kind of her relaxation room. There was like teacups and stuff that was sitting there. And there were three original pieces that were left in there. A mirror, mm-hmm. a sewing box, and a bell to call her servants. It was kind of on the wall. A chase lounge in Annie's bedroom herself was also original to the home. So in the 1700s or 1800s, I guess, by the time Annie got in there, we were looking at it going, she actually sat there. That's like super cool. 200 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just still sitting there. Yeah. (laughs) The original drawings of the house had an east and a west wing. Mm -hmm. The house ended up deteriorating. It was left empty. 
I'll kind of get into that here in a second. But when you had both of those attached to the house, they called it a calendar house. 365 windows, 52 doors, and 12 bedrooms. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I'd never heard of that before. Now, Annie's murder coincided with a slave uprising that erupted in Jamaica in 1831, and Rose Hall ended up being left abandoned. It was it deteriorated. It was emptied for 130 years until it was purchased and restored and returned it to most of its original inspirational design with mahogany floors, paneling, wood ceilings, fabric walls. Most of the refurbishment was installed with European antiques, and its appearance is really as original as it possibly could be. Wow. And Annie was murdered. We're going to, yep, we'll get to that. So she was murdered in in one of the five bedrooms upstairs. Somebody was murdered in four of the five bedrooms upstairs, but we're going to get to that. Okay. (laughs) So John Rollins, do you know who that is? No, no. Who is it? So he bought and restored the house in the 1960s. He was married to former Miss USA Michelle Mentrico Rollins who was 28 years older than she was and had actually a child older than her. (laughs) Uh, However, John Rollins was a very successful businessman. He was a politician and most notably, he was the founder of Orkin Pest Control. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And he was the Lieutenant Governor of Delaware from 1953 to 1957. John died in 2000 at the age of 83, but the estate was so much more like has been led by Michelle and their children, her stepchildren. They've kind of really done a lot to keep this and it's a huge attraction you know Mm -hmm. rose hall is actually this this huge attraction i looked a lot into into her and and kind of a lot of the good that she's done into jamaica and i found this quote that says perhaps jamaica's most influential woman with properties and interest not only on the island but all over the u.s wow and she ran i want to say in 2010 as a governor in delaware she did not win Mm -hmm. but she was kind of following in like her husband's footsteps but now, restoration of Rose Hall took about eight years in the 1960s. I think it, it was se- 1972 is when it was finished. And the Rollins spent about $5 million to restore everything and try to get it as original. Obviously, trying to find pieces and uh-huh. the architecture and stuff is going to cost a little bit more. They restored just the main house. And as I mentioned, they didn't include the east and west wings of the home. From the, from the back door, like if you were to go out the back door, there's another set of steps that kind of go down outside entrance into the basement. There's also a burial site where Annie Palmer is, both of which I'm going to talk about a little bit later. All right. You ready to talk about Annie Palmer? Yeah. All right. Who is Annie Palmer? (laughs) According to legend, the White Witch, a.k.a. Annie Palmer, Uh haunts the grounds of Rose Hall. In fact, it is considered one of the most haunted places in the Western Hemisphere. And even ghost hunters were there and did an investigation on one of their episodes. Part of this legend comes from Annie's own actions. Annie was described as an evil woman who thrived off the pain of others. And within nine years of being there, she would murder three husbands, murder multiple enslaved lovers, and subsequently was murdered herself. But who was Annie Palmer? What happened to her? And why do people think that she still haunts Rose Hall to this day? Okay, Annie, or Anne, but she goes by Annie in the legend. Okay. She was born in 1802 to an English mother and Irish father. Her parents were merchants, and they moved to Haiti when she was 10 years old. She spent, like, most of her childhood in Haiti. Shortly after moving there, Annie's parents contracted yellow fever and died, and she was adopted by her caretaker, or her nanny, who taught her witchcraft and voodoo. When Annie was 18 years old, her adopted mother, or her nanny, she died. So Annie moved to Jamaica in search of a wealthy husband where she met and married John Rose Palmer. In 2001, Benjamin Radford, who was kind of a skeptic to the whole legend and haunting, but he did write a blog where he describes the following of Annie Palmer. Quote, according to reports, Annie was beautiful beyond compare. She had a rich throaty voice with black penetrating eyes. Her complexion was smooth and she could shift from a gentle smiling creature to a haughty, cruel, sensual cat-like woman gracefully excluding both anger and sensuality annie had strength i love annie okay (laughs) continue annie had strength besides her cruelty she had the power of a mind trained in sorcery she believed in spirits and had the ability to project death fears in her slaves as a young girl living in haiti she had become the favorite of a high voodoo priestess It was this woman who taught Annie to believe in spirits, to regard the air as charged with supernatural, over which she could gain control. She attended forbidden voodoo orgies, summoned by eerie drumbeats in the dead of night. 
end quote. Okay, so when Annie and John were married, the life, married life, was not quite what she hoped it would be. She thought it was going to be lovey-dovey and romantic. Again, she was only like 18 years old. Uh It was quite the opposite. John was supposedly abusive to Annie, which was the beginning of her scorn, essentially. Uh She was reported to be unfaithful as well, having many male slaves as her lovers. Remember this because it does come into play later. Hint, hint. It was unclear if the infidelity sparked John's abuse towards Annie or if her following behaviors were caused by John's treatment of abuse, abuse and neglect. The story goes that Annie was caught having sex with one of her male slaves by John. Kind of their relationship was growing really estranged and abusive. And then John catches her having sex with one of the male slaves. However, while the immediate following actions are not known, Annie was thought to have poisoned John with arsenic. After he beat her with a riding whip. A twitch. (laughs) The twitch. (laughs) During this time, it was customary for husbands and wives to sleep in separate rooms. John died in his bed and it was said that Annie closed the bedroom door and did not allow any of the servants to go in. She was never accused of his death and she inherited the entire fortune and plantation. Annie continued being manipulative and promiscuous with her male slaves, but to squash any rumors, she decided to go ahead and remarry. She stabbed her second husband in his bed as he slept. To make sure that he was dead, she poured boiling water into his ear. The legend goes that he was growing mad, so that's why she decided to kill him. Wow. The third husband, who said that she married just for his money, was strangled by Annie and one of her freed slave lovers. Now, husbands two and three's deaths were not also not blamed on Annie, and she said that they died of yellow fever. It was very common at uh-huh. that time. Uh-huh. It is rumored that they were all buried under palm trees near the now luxurious condo near Rose Hall down towards the beach. It was said that the slaves would take the dead bodies through that secret passageway underneath the staircase and they would be buried by the seashore. And on their way back, the slaves were beheaded. So, quote, unquote, dead men tell no tales. Wow. The slaves of Rose Hall Plantation absolutely despised Annie and knew that she was involved in the mysterious deaths of her husbands. She was described as a mean, cruel plantation mistress who tortured her slaves and treated them very poorly. After the death of each of her husbands, she increased the terror upon her slaves and continued her love affairs with certain male slaves. When she grew tired of them, this is when she said to have either cursed them with black magic or killed them. Oh my wow. One of these lovers was an Obeya man by the name of Taku, a slave who stories also say he had knowledge of the black arts, and Obeya is a Jamaican for voodoo. (laughs) Another one of Annie's love interests, Robert Rutherford, was her bookkeeper. Even though she was in love with him, he was not invested because of her tales of evil doing and then the rumors that she killed her husbands. Besides, Robert was also in love with the housekeeper, Millicent, mm. who was Taku's granddaughter. Oh so one of her other lovers. This, I mean, this is like an 1800s soap opera mm-hmm. about here. Yeah. So when Annie found out that Robert and Millicent had a relationship, she became jealous and cast a voodoo spell on Millicent, who died within a week. Now, Taku who found out about the spell, cast his own spell on Annie, came through a secret passageway, strangled Annie in her bed. She was 29 years old when she died. Annie? Yeah. Wow. She was buried in the gardens at Rose Hall by a gentleman named Ashmond, who was the general overseer of the actual plantation and was another love interest of Annie's. Ashmond, in grief, shot and killed Taku after he found out that Taku strangled Annie. Like, there's a lot of, a lot to play in here. It is literally a soap opera. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Annie was buried on the plantation grounds. Uh, and then when the Rollins bought the property in the 1960s, it was just like a simple earth kind of traditional grave. Her remains were excavated in 1971 to ensure the remains actually belonged to Annie. They kind of tested them. I don't know how. They didn't, I couldn't really find out how. But once it was confirmed, supposedly, they placed her remains in a limestone tomb, which is now above ground on the east side of the property. And I've got I took a, I've got a couple pictures of her tomb itself and Mm -hmm. I'm putting it on the Patreon. Okay, good. Now, as the story just kind of developed and over like literally like the decades and decades after decades, it became a haunted tale and a gentleman by the name of Herbert G. DeLisser wrote a book called The White Witch of Rose Hall in 1929, detailing the legendary stories of Annie Palmer with the horrifying events that took place. Let's get into the hauntings of Rose Hall. 
Okay, the chandelier in the formal dining room. One guest took a photograph of it, and after it was developed, there were four faces appearing in it. They were assumed to be the three dead husbands of Annie Palmer and then Taku, her enslaved lover. Oh. A picture of this showing like the chandelier, original chandelier, and then the developed. They're kind of side by side. And many of these things are kept in the basement. I'll kind of get into that here in a second. But other paranormal quote unquote evidence are also located in that area. And earlier, I talked about a portrait. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. Of Annie with the five children? Yes. This is one of the creepiest fucking things I have ever seen in my life. No matter where you stood looking at the portrait, from the left, in front of it, from the right, she is always looking at you. So not just the eyes, but her face. Anywhere you look at the portrait, it looks like she's looking at you. Like from the left and the right. It, the, I, I don't understand it. <laughs> do you creepy. have pictures of that? I do. Oh, God, thank God. <laughs> so her 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 whole like upper body just kind of moved mm -hmm. they believed it was a portrait of annie although it's not confirmed to be annie they believe that it is because there's a bracelet that is on her wrist and it says annie on it so you could make the assumption it was probably her mm -hmm. the children however were believed to have been added to the painting later like they weren't as part of the original painting. She never had any children. She didn't like children. Yeah. And the faces of the kids in the portrait are eerie as fuck. Like totally, they're not looking at her. It's not like a warm, loving type of like right. family portrait that you would think of. And there's it's just obvious like evident tension identified between Annie and the children. And there's a picture. I'm going to post It's on the Patreon. Okay. So the next thing, in Annie's bedroom, someone took a picture of her headboard and when it was developed, a sad face appeared on it. In the tea room I mentioned, right off of Annie's bedroom, there is a mirror. That was the original piece that was in the house. It's said that when guests take pictures of this mirror, images of Annie or other ladies' faces appear in the mirror after it's developed. I took a picture of it. Oh. It didn't work on a digital camera. <laughs> <laughs> I put my picture on the Patreon just to show you, like, this is the picture that I took of it. I tried. <laughs> the guest bedroom, the one that was safest, uh -huh. right? The fifth bedroom that nobody died in. In 1988, a couple wanted to stay the night. While they were having tea, they heard babies crying downstairs. They went and looked, and there were no babies there the crying stopped when they returned to the bedroom their teacups were gone they went out to look for them we're like where did they go they found the teacups in annie's room smashed and broken into pieces oh they decided they didn't want to stay the night they packed up and left oh my god in the basement there are artifacts discovered during the restoration including a bear trap there are no bears in jamaica so it's believed that annie actually used a bear trap as a human trap to catch slaves that would try to run away you know, you know what I'm talking about, a bear trap that's got the claws, and when you step on it, it goes clink. Yeah. I, yeah. Be I believe they did that back then. Sure. After they were trapped, they were taken to a jail cell in the basement and left to die. Pictures of paranormal evidence are also kind of found in the basement, as I mentioned. I did see the one with the chandelier. Mm -hmm. I did see the one with the mirror. And it's like a skeleton lady in the mirror. There's also pictures of like like Rose Hall behind me. Right. In that window right there. Uh-huh. There's a lady standing there and there was nobody supposed kidding. to be in the house. Are you fucking kidding me? Okay. Yeah. Creepy. <laughs> <God. laughs> <laughs> yeah. So also in the basement are the stairs that kind of went up to the main passageway underneath that. So stairs that kind of go up to that secret passageway that goes into the house uh -huh. where in that secret passageway, there's, it kind of goes off where it goes down in the basement and then that the way that would go out to the sea, but that's been completely shut off. In 1978, psychics came to the burial site of Annie Palmer and placed three crosses on the tomb, one at the head, one at the foot, and one on the side. They contacted Annie's spirit, wherein she confessed to killing three husbands and enslaved lovers. They tried to place a fourth cross on the other side of the tomb in order to trap her spirit in, but when they tried to contact Annie, she didn't respond, so they didn't know if her spirit was there or was, like, flying around somewhere. Uh -huh. Therefore, they never placed a fourth cross on that side, and her spirit allegedly goes in and out as she pleases. People have claimed to witness Annie's ghost riding her horse on the plantation. She's also sometimes seen on the balcony. Ghost hunters Han Holzer claims that Annie's ghost took over the body of a trans medium, Eileen Garrett. Mm. So those are some of the stories and kind of the haunting theories behind it. Now let's talk about fact versus fiction. Okay. The legend of Annie Palmer is quite entertaining tale because it was believed there's actually more fiction 
than fact. After the book, The White Witch of Rose Hall, was dissected, it was discovered that Annie Palmer may never have even existed at all, and she was merely just a fictional character in the book. The legend, however, may loosely be based on the life of Rosa Palmer, the original mistress of the house. Uh However, Rosa had a great reputation. She was never suspected in the deaths of her husbands. She treated people well. And then there was an Annie Palmer who was who did exist actually at the time, but was completely not associated to Rose Hall at all. So, eh, I don't know. Another contrary belief is that Annie was not abandoned. Although her parents did die when she was young, she was left in the hands of relatives and not her nanny. And she was, her relatives were still around after marrying. There was also no proof that she was ever trained in voodoo or witchcraft. Annie did indeed, however, meet and marry John Rose Palmer when she was 17, 17, 18, something like that. Living then a less than luxurious life, Annie was not happy in her marriage. John died six years later at the age of 42. This part of the story is also debunked that Annie Palmer had no right to the home or the plantation after the death of John Rose Palmer and then she was actually forced to leave Rose Hall if Annie Palmer did exist at Rose Hall at the time. Like uh-huh. I said, there's a couple different theories that kind of co- contradict the legend. Turns out John was actually more in debt than he was rich. As with many planters at this time, he lived on a credit. And as kind of the sugarcane field started, it was booming at the time. Uh-huh. So he was able to invest and kind of go- take a lot of credit to help build and furnish Rose Hall. And that was consistent with other investors in the sugarcane business as well. However, his creditors ended up foreclosing and he was forced to move back to the property of Palmyra, which is where he supposedly died, and not in the bedroom where he was poisoned by Annie. Oh. Um, so it's hard to tell. I mean, this is 200 years ago. Yeah. Who knows, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, the <laughs> the Rollins, when they refurbished Rose Hall, had uh, they did so at a great personal expense. I mentioned $5 million, and conceptualized a tour and a museum that showcased Rose Hall's slave history, antique splendor, and its original fittings, which is absolutely stunning. I mean, uh-huh. aside from the kind of spooky, weird things that, you know, tell you that kind of go along with Rose Hall, uh-huh. I mean, it's beautiful. And there's so much history that's there. I didn't even realize how much history was actually in Jamaica until going there. Yeah. So despite the controversy, this hasn't repressed the legend at all. Actually, it's kind of increased it because the more people talk about it. Tour guides of this popular destination continue to recant the tales about the marauding murderer who tormented people when she was alive and continued to haunt them after her death. These stories continued to add to the mystery and the lore of the place just overall. Now, Rose Hall also offers night tours that focus on the Annie Palmer legend. Unfortunately, we weren't there or else I would have done it. But the supposed locations they tour is the tunnels. Um, there's blood stains. I didn't see any blood stains. Though there was a an original like drawing, kind of like architecture blueprint, I guess, right. of the house mm-hmm. with the west wing and the east wing on it. And the tour guide in the house said it was not a blood stain. It was red ink, but it kind of looked like a blood stain. I don't know. They can test so, that though. Yeah, they can. Yeah. <laughs> but so the attractions with the the tunnels, the blood stains, haunting the murders, seances also are held on the property and in attempt to conjure Annie's spirit and in the basement with the artifacts actually to now is an actual bar and restaurant really (laughs) it's actually kind of it's really cool yeah we got to have some like Jamaican authentic Jamaican drink and rum Ooh. got to have one on the way outside (laughs) and we once we left the house is when we went to the graveside and she told us a story about the tomb and everything like that Interesting side note, Johnny Cash was a good friend of John Rawlings, and he owned a a nearby home called Cinnamon Hill Great House. He wrote a song also about the horrid tale Ah. called The Ballad of Annie Palmer. And this is the chorus. Where's your husband's Annie? Where's numbers two and three? Are they sleeping beneath the palm trees beside the Caribbean Sea? At night, I hear you riding. I hear your lover's call and still can feel your presence around the great house of Rose Hall. So Chatters, what do you think? Is a white witch a legend? A story? Is it real? What do you think? Isn't that cool? It's really cool. I think it's got all the makings of being true, false. It's something yeah. that is just, it has everything. It's yeah. a, that's yeah. that's really cool. I'm going to spend the rest of the night tubing this because I need to see <laughs> the house. I want to walk through the house. I want to see if there's like a tour you or can. something. You can. 
You can. So there's so when I was doing some research, I came across some YouTube clips that are going to be in my references on the after mm -hmm. that crime chat. It's the same, and they were taken in 2010, I think, or 2012. It's the same lady. It's the same tour guide that we had. Really? Yeah. Wow. And she's telling the same tales. You know. So. I you, you can see it, and you can actually walk through the house, like, on this tour, this guy. And you go to the graveside. She tells you the story of the graveside and right. everything like that. So, you know, and even some of the Jamaican full historians that are there think that it's a, a just a tale. Right. And it was a, Annie Palmer was just a fictional character in this book. Mm -hmm. But there's got to be some sort of truth to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, who's in the tomb? Right. And, the to and it's old. I mean, it's not, it's it's made out of limestone. Limestone is everywhere there. But it's definitely not Rosa. Huh? They say it's Annie. They say it's Annie. You know. They say it's her remains. I, when, when there's so much stuff thrown at, like, one subject, like, this girl killed multiple husbands, was a voodoo priestess. Mm -hmm. She is just like, um, she, she almost sounds like a fictional character that sure. Stephen, Stephen King wrote of because at, at every turn she was a horrible person. So yeah. Is it likely that she's, it's a fic, it's, you know, it's false. Sure. But it's a great freaking story. If, if it's real. And I, I mean, we do a crime chat. We know people are this evil. So yes, absolutely. I mean, it's possible. quite possible. I think it's, there's probably some truth to it. Like there's probably some truth there. Uh -huh. There was probably somebody who, you know, slept with her enslaved lovers. And then once she got tired of them, killed them. Like right. that's plausible. Can we just, but also remember, it's like, I, you've been to Jamaica, I've been to Jamaica. You have to admit, like, Jamaica is also a beautiful place. And I'm sorry, the men are very charismatic there. So yeah. I totally believe she had lovers. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I was so excited just in whether or not the story was true or whatever. It was a great opportunity. So if you ever have opportunity to go to Jamaica, try to get a tour of Rose Hall. Mm. Like, I mean, Jamaica, the island is, is small enough that you so, could you could get to it in a day. I have a question. So after she died, what happened mm -hmm. to the plantation? Where did it go? It, it, it was gone. Like she died. The slaves left because okay. there was nobody else that was living in the house. She okay. was the mistress of the house. So when she died, all I guess the slaves were freed and it just it sat there for 130 years. Wow. A lot of places too, like they came in and took some of the original things that were in the house. Yeah. Like some people came and, and took it. Uh, which is why there's not a whole lot of original pieces uh -huh. in the house. But there is some. There's some that are still there. But it just kind of sat there. And it, it, there is a, a picture that I also put on the Patreon of the home before the Rollins started the restoration. Uh -huh. And it looks like it caught on fire, but it never actually did ever catch on fire. But it's that run down. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I'm yeah, check that, that picture is going to be on there too. And then, of course, we've got the beautiful, yes. you know. Picture of it now. It's it's stunning. It's absolutely stunning. The the mahogany is absolutely gorgeous in the house. I just and everything in there. Just the tail that goes along with it is just kind of like icing on the cake. Uh -huh. But the the home is just beautiful in itself, and the history behind it is is phenomenal. It's beautiful on the outside. On the inside, yeah. it looks like this. Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, please post that because I now I need to see absolutely. everything that you all the pictures you took. It'll be on after that crime chat. Okay, well, because we don't want to leave you hanging, Chatters, for more information on this case, check out <laughs> After That Crime Chat. That's what yes. I will be checking out. Yes. All this shit that Kat has collected from Rose Hall. Yes. I just got back, so I had to do this story. But don't forget to follow us, Crime Chat with Nat and Kat, on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, to see what we got coming up. That's right. Remember, Crime Chat with Nat and Kat. Subscribe to our Patreon for bonus episodes, behind the scenes, bloopers, and check out some merch in the works. Yes, be sure to check out our next episode. It's going to be Nat's story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have you decided what you're doing? I'm not telling you. Okay, you, you probably have decided. You just haven't told me what you're doing. <laughs> you don't want to miss it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll be there, Chatters. You be there. All right, we'll see you on the next Crime Chat. Bye. Bye.